Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, May 19, 2022. Dear friends, there were 30,408 new infections reported in Italy yesterday, one of them being me. The only symptom I have is a severe cold for which I apologize for this very bad voice today, I'm sorry. But otherwise, I'm fine, everything is fine. After 313 videos where I described COVID to you without having it, today I have it too, I have COVID. But fortunately, thanks to vaccines, I don't risk my life and I don't have big problems, it's okay. Good thing there is science, I'm so glad for science, which saves our lives. Also for this reason, I hope that the data on four doses in Italy can increase because it really seems to be low here in Italy at the moment. In fact, the rate of accepting to do the fourth dose scheduled for the immunocompromised, frail and elderly is below 4% in Calabria, Sicily, Umbria, Sardinia, Basilicata and Veneto and Puglia and below 10% in Molise, Marche, Campania, Valle d'Aosta, Veneto, Abruzzo, Friuli, Venezia, Giulia, Trentino, Alto Adige and Tuscany. Leading the ranking of fourth doses injected is Piedmont with 22.4% followed by Emilia-Romagna and Lazio. The fourth dose is administered no earlier than 120 days after the third dose and excludes people who became infected after the third dose, which, for example, is what happened to me. The problem is also that Italian regions now have a large number of vaccines approaching the expiration date, which is between June and August. In the coming weeks, the regions will have to check how many doses they have accumulated in the vaccination points in order to plan carefully for the use. They can be distributed from one province to another depending on the demand on the pace of vaccinations or return to the government as had already happened last summer with the AstraZeneca vaccines that the regions no longer wanted to use. It should not be forgotten that even today on average more than 100 Italians a day die from Covid or with Covid. Meanwhile, in just under a month, the law on mandatory Covid vaccination for those over 50 expires and after 1 million 143,000 fines were sent to people who were not in compliance and hundreds of thousands more letters are about to go out. Italian books translated abroad have increased fivefold in 20 years. In 2001, Italy sold the translation rights of 1,800 titles abroad, accounting for accounting for 4% of published works. In 2020, this percentage rose to 12% for a total of 8,586 titles. One of the reasons for this success of Italian books in the world is undoubtedly the strong commitment to internationalization carried out by Italian publishing houses, which for once was also properly supported by public institutions. Another reason is certainly a better literary production with very successful authors also abroad. Two names out of all are Elena Ferrante and Andrea Camilleri, but certainly there are many good and well-known Italian authors along with them. Once upon a time, the Rome-Milan air route was the busiest ever in Italy. It linked the capital to Italy's most economically important city. But 2009 was the last year in which this air route was the busiest route, busiest route in Italy. If back in those days there were 60 daily flights, 30 in each direction, between the two airports on the Fiumicino-Linate airport's route, in which one-tenth of all domestic passengers boarded, by 2021 that share had dropped below 2%. How did this happen? In 2008, 
came high speed rail first with uh, Trenitalia and then also with Italo, which introduced competition in domestic railroad routes for the first time in the entire West. With three hours of travel on the tracks and to the city center, more and more people traveling between Rome and Milan have preferred the train to the plane, partly also because the scenery when traveling in Italy is beautiful. Of course, there is a lot of talk about energy these days, and the numbers say that the growth of renewable energy in Italy is still too slow. In 2021, Italy's total renewable energy capacity grew by only 2.2% compared to 2020. In the Green Transition Plan, the government set a goal of reaching at least 125 gigawatt of renewable capacity by 2030. Today we are at less than half, despite the fact that there is no shortage of wind and sun in Italy. To achieve this requires a four-fold growth rate for wind and a seven-fold growth rate for photovoltaics. To make this goal realistic, two simplifications are needed in Italy, one on the regulatory side, particularly for the permitting of new projects, and one on the side of access to incentives. With 0.8 gigawatt of new photovoltaic installed in 2021, Italy is only ninth in Europe behind even Hungary and far behind the major EU economies. At this rate, Italy risks rapidly losing Italy its role as Europe's second largest photovoltaic power producer. Today, it is behind only Germany. On this, help may come from the European Union. Yesterday, the European Commission, Europe's executive body, unveiled a broad package of proposals that should serve to zero in on the European Union's delicate and controversial energy dependence on Russia. <coughs> The Repower EU strategy is based on energy savings, diversification in supply, and an, an accelerated green transition. The desire is to structurally transform the European energy system while addressing two parallel cha challenges, energy dependence and climate transition. Planned investments amount to about 300 billion euros. <coughs> the EU will further promote the production of green hydrogen produced with the, uh, without the intervention of fossil sources to replace up to 50 billion cubic meters per year of imported Russian gas. The Commission plans to propose increasing the share of electricity produced from new renewable sources from 40% to 45% by 2030. Today the share is 22%. Installations of photovoltaic panels are also expected to, to more than double. The EU proposes to make solar panels mandatory for all public and commercial buildings from 2026 onward. Solar panels will become mandatory for all res residential buildings from 2030 onward. The Italian Space Agency and the Europe European Space Agency presented the Italian experiments carried out aboard the International Space Station. Special guest of the event was Samantha Cristoforetti, who, in connection from the International Space Station, announced that the Italian Earth Observation Satellite constellation will be called the Iride, Iris in English. Thanks to funds from the National Recovery Plan, the satellite constellation will be built in Italy and completed within five years with support from the European Space Agency and the Italian Space Agency. The constellation will also support the civil defense and other state administrations and articulations to combat hydrological instability and fires, protect coastlines, monitor critical infrastructure, air quality and weather conditions. The new name Iride was chosen through a contest in which Italian primary and secondary schools participated. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry for this awful voice, sorry, 
please be more careful than me and stay safe and take care of yourselves. Uh, I hope that from now on the voice will get better. I will get better. I'll see you on Monday. My name is Umberto Mucci, or what it remains of me. Uh, this was with Italian News. I'm fine. I have COVID, but I'm fine. Please protect yourselves. I'll see you next uh, Thursday. Next, uh, sorry, Monday. Ciao from Rome.